0: Transition Awareness Breathing. Feeling grounded for both children and parents is essential for healthy living and learning. Join Eartha Powell on this series for tips and tools for creating a harmonious environment for learning. Transition Awareness Breathing will help you and your child find an individualized path to tackle change, promote lifelong learning, and discover new approaches to calmness.
1: Hi, welcome to Transition Awareness Breathing Podcast. This is Eartha How is your child handling the pressures and stress? Today our podcast is going to be including some parents and the voices of some of my students and what they are learning as far as an environment that may be stressful for them. Parents This is a raw interview, and parents are sharing their observations and the growth of their children, and also they're sharing how the school that their children are going to supports their values and. How their school is helping their children deal with working in groups, handling different pressures in the elementary middle school environment. We don't have like all the answers. We have lots of questions and so I hope you enjoy this format. It's a little different. And so, here we go. Let's get started. So, I have one question. Does anyone have this parenting thing down pat? I mean, you know, when our children in our lives are small, babies, those bright eyes, the bundle of joy just stares back at you and you know you wonder, I'll speak for myself, I wonder do I have what it takes do I have what it takes to be the best parent that I can be for this little baby or babies and You read all the magazines. You take all the parenting classes. You listen to wise people who have gone before you. And ah, they pass on information. And as the children get older, you realize speech develops. Independent minds develop. And this little baby is an individual. This baby is unique. This baby is coming forth with its gifts. And I think most parents want to make sure that their children have the best that you can provide them with in shelter and education, nurturing and food, nutrition, and still, there's something that we have to pull from somewhere to help this future generation Survive? Does anyone have the cheat sheet? I think many people have many different um, theories and solutions and suggestions. And maybe there's not one fixed cheat sheet one fixed suggestion depending on different values and religion, beliefs and uh, cultural upbringings. I mean, it's so complicated and then stir into the mix the advancement of technology and the stressors one minute can be totally calm, and the next minute could be total chaos. <laughs> Does anyone have a cheat sheet for parenting? Today, I would like to bring to you not a cheat sheet, I'd like to bring to you conversations of. Dreams and hopes and expectations and and the heart of a process of parenting. No, I don't have any answers. <laughs> I don't have any suggestions. I'm I feel like I'm in the boat with everybody else. <laughs> and I think one thing that is so important, of course, for me as a nurse, as a mindfulness facilitator is to stay calm, to stay flexible and realize things do change whether we're ready for it or not. In a research article that I've read and I'd like to share it with you and it's particularly geared towards Children and adults that has ADHD. The importance of keeping a schedule um, that might seem kind of small or, or some kind of routine. Research indicates that having a schedule or a routine helps us mentally emotionally, and physically to keep going. And particularly being a mom of a child with ADHD, I really understand how important having a schedule and a routine is throughout our, our day and our weeks and our months. On the other hand, if life was full of routines, it'd be easy. But as we know, life happens and sometimes our routine is interrupted. And I think the importance of teaching our, our children and as adults that life is full of change and transition. When we can include life is full of change and transition into our schedule, I think it makes us to become a little bit more balanced in how we respond to different situations. A few weeks ago, for example, I'll tell you a little story. Um, I, was, I was taking my uh, son to school on our normal routine route, it was dark and the roads were slippery because it was raining. It wasn't raining a little bit; it was coming down really hard. In one of those rains where you you can um, you have to adjust your windshield to fast. That's how fast it was raining. How heavy it was. Before I could think of, I wonder how. know, we're going to get to school without running into a flooded area. An accident happened right in front of us, a couple of cars in front of us. And I immediately thought, "Uh uh-oh, this is going to be a change. How is my son going to respond to this? And I was very proud. My son was very calm. And... Despite a, a little bit of a delay, we were able to uh, get through the, that accident zone, and thank goodness no one was injured. The cars were totaled, but the people were okay. And so, at that time, I, you know, everyone shows their stress differently. My son tends to ask the same questions and replay the situation, and it's important. it's okay to answer those questions, to replay the information. And I also let his teachers know that, you know, our day started off a little bit different today. And I think that was very helpful because if he was off a little bit at school, at least they would have an understanding of what went on. And so uh, with that story, I just think that including a conversation and maybe include some situations where we change the schedule a little bit but not just like all of a sudden and sporadically but to let our children know okay today we're going to do something different. Okay, hi everyone. This is me, Ertha, and um, I'm with a lot of parents at uh, this uh, location, Um, uh, and so we're having a little um, impromptu discussion about changing um and transitioning with children since uh one of the things that i do is i do teach children in tra- transition awareness breathing so i'm asking some of the parents um and their children are in grades i'll just put range from kinder to maybe eighth, eighth grade so i'll just put it like that you know how Are they finding their children uh, dealing with stress, uh, working in groups, handling um, different transitions? So I'm going to turn the camera around, and some of the parents are going to. So um, I know that your son has been at ECLA for a very long time. What grade is he in? He's in fourth grade. Okay, fourth grade, very long time. So I was wondering, um, what changes have you seen since your son when he entered the school, how is he handling with stress, working in groups, communicating, um problem solving? Right. Right, yeah, kindergarten hot mess, right? So
2: kindergarten uh-huh. for us was all about learning how to get to your cubby and not bump into people and not go to the office, not work things out because he likes to talk a lot. Yeah. Um, and I've seen year over year anything improvement in that because of the things that the school is doing to help grow that skill set for him. So, and what
1: does going to the office mean? I mean, that must be a
2: great thing, going to the office. Yeah, no, going to the office is a punishment for because there was, I remember in kindergarten and there was a fire truck that came to the school that they get to go see and my son could not control his talking at a turn and his hands touching other people and he sat in the office that whole day and he got to see his class He'd go out to see the firemen mm-hmm. through the window mm-hmm. and he didn't get to go out there and he still remembers that so his goal is to not go to the office okay. uh, you know unless it's for a band-aid or, yeah. or not being sent to the office and so this year he's very very proud he's in fourth grade and he hasn't gone to the office once and he doesn't want to break his streak
1: <laughs> oh okay and so what um, what uh, um, as he's preparing for fifth grade what kind of uh, um, problem-solving skills, communication skills is, is highlighting him right and, now? I'm seeing where
2: they're starting to make them do projects together okay. or, or complete a, a small assignment together with a buddy, and they're still learning how to work that out. Uh-huh. He came home and said the girl he was paired with did the whole thing, but then they didn't get a good grade, so he blamed it on her. But my my son likes to make excuses, so he could have done his half. But they're starting to develop that, and so at, for a nine-year-old, that's that's a really nice concept to digest. So hopefully by next year, he'll he'll be a little. It'll be easier, and by middle school and high school, he'll be prepared to okay. do a group project and know how to lead it. So they're not just teaching them the skills; they're making leaders out of these children. Beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well,
1: thank you so much. I'm gonna talk to some other parents and. Thank Sarah, yeah, have a great day. Yeah, see you later. Okay. What about the negative influences? The fear the hurt. The unfairness. The the pain that is being experienced all over the world. How do we explain that? How do we react to that? How how do we pull anything positive from that? Well, I don't know. I do know that with compassion, that I can listen and with kindness, I can spread. The judgment is not going to help anything or anyone at any time. I can show strength in standing up and speaking out for what is positive. And what is, that stands for the sustaining life and freedom. And so that's a place where we can start. Okay. okay. Okay.
3: So I have a third grader at Ekla. Um, she's a young third grader. And we actually moved from out of state at the beginning of the school year. So she's had to do a lot of transitioning. Making new friends, uh, adjusting to a new house and new routines. and. What I found is that although she's seven, from the beginning of the school year to now, she is handling it much better. Um, She used to forget a lot of her homework and be very anxious and worried about that. She's also very anxious and worried about making new friends in a new state. And um, now I hear at least two or three names on rotation constantly. So she is coming out of her shell, making new friends. And so I think that support group
1: of the new friends is helping her with the transition. Okay. And so she's so she's getting her little a friend network and so how how is she handling pressures? I mean, like, for a third grader, I mean, pressures are different from, from, from a, a grown-up perspective, right. but you know, I know that sometimes you know, there's homework stress, or there's uh, friendship stress, there's you know, sometimes drama. we have a best friend here, yeah, and now we're not best friends.
3: Friend. So, right. so, how is that? How is she like? handling it? Um, Because now that she has more than one friend, when that friend drama pops up, we encourage her to, like, talk to the other friends and spend more time with them, and eventually they all come back around together, you know, the drama doesn't last very long, so she's doing a lot better. She she still breaks out in tears when someone doesn't want to play with her but I, we find that happening less and
1: less
4: frequently
1: so, mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. so um, you said something that that triggered a mind so like when we're going through stress especially when we're uh, dealing with relationships and things like that that it does pass mm-hmm. that we work through that we work through and we maybe uh, find something different to um, uh, to work on mm-hmm. And then, eventually, as we let things pa- pass, we're not it's like we're not running away from from uh, the stress, right. but we're like kind of giving it a rest, and then come back to it, and eventually, it passes. It, it passes. I call it the tincture of time.
3: If like you give it enough time, and uh-huh. you kind of focus on other things, and you don't um, you know catastrophize about that one thing. It will pass and then you can look back and say oh wow i really reacted strongly to that and now i don't feel it strongly and maybe see it from a different perspective
1: it can compare yeah compare, so you're always learning
3: from those experiences. Yeah, exactly. And I find that some of the things that trigger her yeah. aren't triggering her anymore. It used to be if someone didn't speak to her. Now that doesn't bother her. Now it's more like they didn't play with me or I really wanted this from them or wanted to have this conversation. That didn't happen, but it's not, she's not um, making stories up about why someone didn't speak to her anymore. So I, I've noticed that that growth, that maturity. <sighs> Wonderful. Yes. Thank you so yes,
1: much. Thank you. Okay. And so what do I mean by whether we're ready for it or not? Has anybody noticed the world is changing? And I th- I think we've have to realize that um as an awareness skill to be aware that what's changing and what is influencing my decisions as parent, as an individual. if we spend a lot of time on social media, how is, how is that coming across to my children, to my environment, to my family? Am I making decisions based on what's popular? You know, is it based on what has the most likes? Am I pulling from something that is proven? I don't have the answers. I just got a lot of questions. But I think it's okay to ask questions. And I certainly think it it is the best thing. uh, The best thing to do is to talk and get our words out, our words of stress, our words of frustration. And to let our children know how we feel and how we're processing oh, maybe, you know, we should not tell children everything because we want to guard them. This is just my opinion. I think children are getting opinions, whether we like it or not, from an external source. And I think it's important for them to understand what we do in our family and what our grounded force is. And so whoever you hear or whatever you see from other sources, we use that as a learning opportunity to teach our children coping skills and values that will last them a lifetime and through their generations. Does that make sense? I'm still looking for that. That manual, that cheat sheet, which I don't think I'm going to find because I think this is a work in process. But I will like to share with you some research and information that is like the root of a tree. You know, roots of trees are very firm in the ground. And whether we like the type of tree that's growing, or not (laughs) that tree is is right there and so we can use it and uh, it's like i'm using this tree for shade and appreciating the nature that is around this tree Uh, we can certainly read and learn different information that could be helpful for us as we grow our parenting branches and spread our words so that our words can help not only our children, but other children of wherever, you know, we're at, you know, we're in school or work or, maybe we're involved with different sports teams and things like that so you know just because uh, you may be a parent or a guardian of your children you'll be you're being watched by other children <music> Hi I'm Val, say this. Hi. I'm Bertha and so we were talking I might have to talk a little loud because we, you know, we have a little noise so, so we were talking about our children and in, and in the, the school that they're going to right now and I, you, you sent some really great information about how ECLA prepares our children for high school and you had a niece that went to ECLA and some
4: points about um, how the curriculum is set up. Do you, you want to share some? Sure, I mean this is just my opinion, but I think ECLA their staff, the teachers, the administrators, um, are very intentional about uh, creating a curriculum and creating a space for kids to grow socially and emotionally. Um, And I think that the reason why I've seen such growth in my niece and my nephew and my kids at EGLA is because there are you know, the kids have boundaries, they have very consistent rules throughout the entire school. Um, I feel like that type of regimen, that type of uh, consistency for kids is super important. I think that helps them emotionally and socially. They learn at a very young age that the importance of homework and the importance of ethics and the importance of working together, Um, and I think because it's an entire school code of conduct, because everybody does beginning to end, kinder through eighth grade, when the kids transition from EGLA to another school, to high school, I think it's a much easier transition for them because it is now in their muscle memory that they know that there's sort things they have to be to do to be successful. Homework yeah. and ethics and communication and teamwork. And I think that is very intentional in doing that every single grade, every single day for every single kid, and that's why they're successful. So I'm going to throw a, a cricket... Path in there
1: because you know people look at us and we'll say some crazy thing, not crazy but what about the, the creativity i mean doesn't structure uh, you know hamper creativity and and free thinking i mean are are the children being forced to uh, live in a in a in a uh, school environment where they are not you know really expressing themselves what do you think about those yeah kinds i think
4: of i think there always has to be a balance and i think again ecla provides that for kids i mean think about the work that comes home the art that comes home, the music that they come home singing, the language that they're learning, I think there's obviously a balance. They're not in a prison. Uh, I don't feel that way for my kids. I feel like they have room to express themselves, to feel, to speak, to to create. Uh, and within that structure, there is structure. And so, uh, but I think that's important for kids when they're learning, is to have structure in their lives. Um, and I don't think that structure campers of uh, creativity. I think it's a really good thing for kids. I think it's something for, it's important for them to grow. And I think that both intertwined because I come from an art background, I think both intertwined are really important, especially as kids are developing lower grades into their um, upper grades. And I think that Eclips provides all of those things. I think you said something um, when you
1: mentioned the music and the art is so important for creative growth Absolutely, and and for the the growth of um, of, of relationships and and re- and relating to themselves. And I and one thing I don't you know we, I know I don't know what you think, but uh, the
4: school really really encourages children to speak for themselves. Yeah, they don't they, they, they mm-hmm. you know what can I say? They're helping the kids grow into great humans, and I think they do that by encouraging them to be independent within a structured, you know, environment, which I think is important. I think that when we, sometimes when we give too much or too, you know, we give away too much if we hold on too tight, both of those scenarios are not healthy for kids and I think they found a really great balance in both and I think, you know, art and like liberal arts and and the things that they encourage at Equila are really important for kids and I I, I see my kids incredibly happy and they're very becoming very independent and I think that's going to make them great humans. Okay, thank you
1: yeah, so much. No thank you so much parents. And now as we wrap up our session today, here are some of my students from Transition Awareness, Breathing, sharing what they have learned in our last session. I am so proud of them. Okay. Mm-hmm. What did we review? What did we do our, last time? We reviewed our breath. This is when you we, 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 reviewed we reviewed do? the breath.
3: Uh, like, um, we, we were singing the na 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 song. Okay, so we were saying the. And we were trying to put things together. Um, and
1: we all had fun last week, and it was really fun. Okay, and so you had fun. What else did we do? We were uncomfortable with the person that we worked with. Beautiful! I love it! We worked in groups and we were uncomfortable with the person we worked with. What did else we do? Um, we we worked
4: with some stuff that was hard for some people and some stuff that was just That was just easier for some
1: people. And how did we figure, what did did we learn from working with hard stuff and with easy Hmm. stuff? We work together we can make it happen. We work together. We learn new stuff. We learn new stuff. And we made sure to be comfortable with the people we're with. Oh, I can just fall on the floor and fall out. Hold on, I got to fall on the floor and fall out. Oh, wait a minute, before I fall out, go ahead.
3: We made mistakes and fixed
1: them. High
0: five! Be sure and pick up a copy of Tab Mindfulness, Awareness and Coloring Activities in a Pandemic World. It's not just an ordinary coloring book. It features 23 illustrations to stimulate thought, relaxation, and creativity for anyone between the ages of 4 and 94. Increase your positive self-talk energy. Unlock new creative paths